More than ever in our world today, there seems to be a great sense of urgency. Whether that's in our lives, an urgency to get a house full of children ready for school in the morning, or perhaps to order fast food faster, an urgency to get the kids to soccer practice, pick them up again, cook dinner, get them to bed, to finally turn the TV on to catch that favorite show. Our lives are busy. And we know when things start getting busy, some things get pushed to the forefront, the priorities, we imagine, and others begin to fall by the wayside. Oftentimes, our own agendas and personal ambitions, not necessarily bad in themselves, can begin to take over our lives and dictate to us a routine. And even if we have the best intentions, we're still humans, and these priorities can become a little jumbled. I once heard a story about a wealthy donor, a faithful and practicing Catholic, who was just enamored and inspired by the work of Mother Teresa, Saint Mother Teresa now. This had to be in 30 or 40 years ago when she was still alive and ministering in Calcutta, India. Well, this man resolved to give Mother Teresa a massive monetary donation to help her in her great cause, to perhaps open a new facility somewhere in the world or improve the at-capacity one she was in. And this man tried over and over to get in touch with Mother Teresa, but to no avail. Finally, he decided to get on a plane and visit her himself in India, bringing with him the check for a few million dollars. Upon his arrival, he saw Mother Teresa ministering to those and loving those she was serving. She was in the freedom, the yoke of freedom and love to these people. And she was free. And the man, dressed in his dapper suit and tie, approached Mother. He introduced himself, professed his admiration for her and her work, and then proceeded to hand her the check. But Mother Teresa, the saint she was, not batting an eye, ignored, or at least was completely oblivious to the man handing her the check. And instead, she immediately handed something to him, a mop. She said, please mop the bathrooms, my dear son. There is great work to be done here, and Jesus is happy you've arrived to help. As you can imagine, this man, dressed to the nines, was totally shell-shocked. Not that he was necessarily against doing that sort of work, not that he was a bad man by any means or had a scheme, but he traveled all the way here. He took time out of his busy schedule, and he desired to give what he thought was the best gift he could give. But she, as if, just spurns it. But he did as he was told, and he immediately, with an urgency, began mopping. He began serving as Mother herself did, and before long, his heart was inflamed with the love of the Holy Spirit in a way he had never experienced before in his life. He would end up having a massive conversion and would end up serving with Mother Teresa there in Calcutta for some time, mopping those floors and ministering to the suffering and the dying. This is a pretty amazing story, but I think it's one we could all relate to and connect with without necessarily traveling all the way to Calcutta, India. Jesus today, brothers and sisters, is inviting you and me to look at our lives and ask, is my current way of life actively bringing me closer to Jesus and his church? Is fill in the blank causing me to be more like Jesus, more like his mother, the saints, more like their immaculate and sacred hearts? Or is there perhaps something in my life that is stunting my growth, preventing me from growing closer to him, 
And again, it, it might not necessarily be something bad or immoral, but even the daily things that we encounter could sometimes keep us from Christ. Am I delaying in any way, Jesus, to love you more? Because believe me, routines are great. It allows us to function properly, keep relaxed, keep our houses in order, but sometimes these routines can become more like shackles or yokes, making us slaves to this world, not the world, the kingdom of heaven. When I was young, I was very involved in soccer. I was on a traveling club team. And especially in the summer, we would often go out of state for big tournaments. And of course, we would often have games on Sunday. Reflecting on this, if I'm being honest, there were a few weekends growing up where we would choose not to go to Sunday Mass as a family. And not that we were actively trying to, to not go or we didn't enjoy it. We were just in the routine of not doing it. As a child, I didn't think much of this, but as I grew older, as I matured, this began to disturb me a little. Because Jesus and the scriptures are clear. There is no easy middle path between heaven and the world. No, we're told actually that the road to heaven is paved by suffering. We must carry a cross. And if that's not enough, we're told that this road is narrow. But we should never fear, brothers and sisters, because Jesus walks with us. He gives us the sacraments. He gives us his holy church to be there with us. There's no room for lukewarmness in our church. There's no room for aimless or lackadaisical routines that ultimately don't bring us closer to Christ and make us saints. I think this past year, more than ever, we've been seeing that. Even priests, clerics, falling prone to this. The church is even not some social club that we drop in on once a week, check off the box, and send our kids to until they hit the eighth grade. No, our church is a mother. She is living. She is a chosen vessel by which we receive the very life of God, the Eucharist. A life we pray we might partake in fully one day in heaven. And so I propose today a challenge and a question to examine our lives and ask, Lord, am I delaying in any way in loving you? If so, how could I remedy that? In that first reading, we hear how Elisha had delayed in following the prophet Elijah. Elisha, realizing a mistake, follows immediately, just as that man did with Mother Teresa. We know later on, Elisha would himself receive a double portion of what the great prophet Elijah had. What if he had not chosen to follow immediately and change his life? And then in our gospel, we hear Jesus say, follow me to a man. But this man replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But Jesus tells him, let the dead bury their dead. I am alive. Go and proclaim the gospel of the Lord. I am sending you. Then another man comes up to Jesus and says, I'll follow you, Lord. But first, let me say farewell to my family at home. And Jesus is like, did you not just hear me talk to this guy? He says, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. We ought to be fit for the kingdom of God, brothers and sisters. So we should resolve today to love and follow Jesus in absolutely everything we do. And even those monotonous daily routines of our lives, in moments of sorrow, suffering, distress, and in moments of great joy. Some practical ways you can incorporate this in your life are praying not as an individually in your home, but praying perhaps together as a family or with your friends even when you're driving in the car, to turn off the radio and enter into that silence. 
to have dinner together as a family or a community of friends as much as possible without technology. That's the kicker, right? Because we know where two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, there he is. Perhaps you could return to confession if it's been a little while. And above all, today at Mass, receiving the Eucharist in a state of grace, participating actively and fully in the Mass, saying those firm responses with your whole heart, staying until the end of Mass, realizing that what you have received is Jesus himself dwelling within you. You are a living tabernacle. So brothers and sisters, our lives are short. We never know when the Lord is going to call us, so let us never delay in loving him in the here and now, and picking up our crosses and following him immediately. For he's calling us, each of us, by name, and he loves us as his beloved sons and daughters. Let us proclaim the gospel and be fit for the kingdom of God.